0: Hey guys, Jordan here. I fucked up. I was plugged into the wrong goddamn microphone. So I did what I could with this episode, but my voice is just gonna sound like absolute fucking shit. David sounds fine, (laughs) please forgive me. Anyway, here's the episode. Welcome to Shonen Flop Chibi, a First Impressions mini-episode where we talk about the first chapter of the series we'll be covering in-depth next week. I'm Jordan and with me today, as usual, is my co-host, David.
1: Say hi, David. Hi, David. What series are we covering this week, David? We are talking about Iron Knight, so this is a series that's been often recommended, so big thank you to our Patreon, Marty, for being a Chainsaw Man tier and requesting this series for us to cover. really means a lot that you're willing to donate to the show and also, if any anyone else is interested for, you know, just joining the Chainsaw Man tier, you too can help us pick out a series that we're going to do a full episode on.
0: And shout out to you, Victor.
1: Yeah, shout out to you, Victor. I know uh, really made your day. I know this is like one of your favorite series of all times, which is no reason why we decided to work with uh, Marty to pick this series.
0: Oh, yeah. No, it, it's, it's great. It's great.
1: I definitely got some positives to say about this series. It was a lot of fun reading it. I was
0: surprised, yeah. Let's get into it. Yeah, this is Iron Knight. It was written by Yagi Tomohiro. Uh, the run dates were between December 2nd, 2013 to March 31st, 2014. Had 20 chapters and 3 volumes. Yeah. Not the longest one, which hey, I'm okay with that.
1: Yeah, no, it was, uh, it's been nice. Uh, Double Taesai was what, 27 chapters? Yeah, that was pretty meaty.
0: Tim was not prepared for it.
1: Sorry again, uh, the chosen son of New Zealand, Tim.
0: I believe he's the prime minister, actually.
1: Really? Good for him.
0: Yeah. He did just have a baby, though, so congratulations, Tim.
1: I know. Congrats to my son with thanks. Uh, or, sorry, congratulations, not thanks for having a kid. <laughs> making more of your beautiful New Zealand people.
0: Thank you for another bat generation.
1: Uh, Speaking of Prime Minister, I know it's not New Zealand, but in Australia, there's like a video where the Prime Minister, he was like walking through someone's like yard and the dude like comes out and he yells at like the Prime Minister of Australia to get off his lawn. (laughs) God, imagine telling Joe Biden
0: that. Oh, I imagine it every day. Uh, (laughs) uh,
1: So how about that plot summary? Yeah. (laughs) Late on us.
0: Political. All right. Plot summary.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, speaking of how this was, by the way, we didn't mention this is why the dude who made Red Sprite, so. Which,
0: to remind everybody, was a metaphor for the founding of Israel and the Holocaust. And communism. And communism. So that definitely might have colored how I have read the first chapter of this series a little bit.
1: Yeah, I feel like, well, so this one is actually going to be all about anti-fascism.
0: I, yeah. And
1: the, um, founding of, um, Canada.
0: Oh.
1: That's a safe country,
0: yeah. Yes.
1: It's a country that got its independence by asking really nicely. That fits. In, like, 1987. I mean, how else would they do it? Exactly.
0: I mean, is England really gonna go to
1: war with Canada? No, no, it's just not worth it.
0: In this day and age? Nah. <laughs> nah, fuck that they just they just had World War Two.
1: Alright, I know we're getting off topic, so Jordan, lay it on us with the plot summary, por favor.
0: Yushizume Tepe is a young boy sound asleep when he's rudely awakened by his girlfriend slash cousin, potentially, Himagawa Tsubasa. She excitedly tells him that his father, a policeman, was on the news for catching the vicious serial killer Karasuba Rikyo. When the two make it to school, they see fleets of helicopters and are told that gangs are gonna fuck up the town so they should go home. Tepe and Tsubasa meet by a magic chalkboard in the park, where Tepe gets a call from his dad telling him that he won't be able to come home anymore because he's fighting bad guys and probably getting cigarettes. Subasa uses the chalkboard to wish that things improved for Tepe before asking him to marry her when you know they grow up. After saying yes, Tepe blacks out and and now all the cool shit starts again. Got that out of the way. Yep. City's fucking destroyed. Giant monsters fucking roam in the street. They're goddamn everywhere. When Tepe is approached by Rikio, the serial killer that his dad caught in the first part. But now he has the power to turn into like a big naked hairy guy, mm-hmm. big nose. Riccio tells Tepe it's okay because like he's a tangu. It's not. It's not anti-Semitic. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was just saying because we did talk about Israel, so um, uh, you yeah, know. Yeah. No. Just, this. uh... Thank you for for covering that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. He's he's explicitly a Tengu. Don't worry. Riccio tells Tepe that monsters have destroyed the world and the era of chaos has begun, while Tepe realizes that he himself has started to transform. That naked man then grabs the crying 10-year-old boy and shows him that the station his dad worked at has been destroyed, along with, uh, you know, his, uh, his cousin wife's house and the school. Tepe winds up in front of the magic chalkboard, and seeing the wishes written on it makes him defiantly transform into the Iron Knight, easily defeating Rikyo. Tepe is then surrounded by a bunch of demons and declares that he will never stop fighting them. Hell yeah...
1: Uh, Man, the series really caught me off guard because I wasn't expecting it to be like a sequel or I guess a really edgy reboot to Chalk Zone, but (laughs) there you have it.
0: There's literally, like, a chalkboard where, uh, you write a wish on it, and the wish, I mean, I guess it's implied that it comes true, or at least it just, it, it just fills, um, Tepe with such, uh, with such determination like an Undertale.
1: I was gonna say, imagine someone goes and just writes Big Titty Golf Girlfriend, and it just took it to the extreme of how to create a golf girlfriend, by just ruining <laughs> the world. It just gives a girl depression. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh my god. Is that
0: what you would write, David?
1: Uh, no, because I already have one. Nice! No, Rachel's not goth. She's just a bundle of sunshine. Hmm. Maybe for the Halloween party she's throwing at my house. (laughs) She's just like, hey, I'm going to throw a Halloween party at your house. I'm like, oh, okay. David, she might be a goth if she's that excited about throwing a Halloween party. No, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. We'll find out.
0: Does she listen to a lot of Tiger's Draw?
1: No, I don't think she knows what that is. You silly Billy. So Jordan, though, (laughs) what were your first impressions of this series?
0: I wasn't impressed by the first few pages, um, it, the writing came off as kind of, like, not very in-depth, but, like, after reading the whole thing, I realized that that's because the author wanted to get that shit out of the way.
1: Yeah, I still, ugh, I still, like, man, the first 20 pages, just, I was really kind of just like, why the fuck am I reading this? And it seemed like this is just an issue with this writer, that yeah, he just front loads a lot of boring shit. I can see why people dropped this and Red Sprite, just because it's just really not that interesting for the first little bit, like. talked about red sprite's first 10 chapters were kind of pointless and the series was so much better when they introduced i guess kind of like the real protagonist and this like i just didn't fucking care like they could have just started with the apocalypse and had that been like a flashback and maybe i don't know maybe it wouldn't have been as effective but it certainly i started caring about the series once the demon showed up
0: yeah well dude this begins the same way that red sprite does like there's a (laughs) bunch of kids at school and you you see the helicopters which when i saw the helicopters he does the exact same shot in red sprite all of a sudden you just seaplanes they bomb the shit out of the school the kids are in and then the adventure starts he's done the same thing twice
1: yeah so we'll see we'll see uh what his next series is like it's imagine it's just entirely set out of school
0: yeah i mean hey i will say when that shit happens when the bomb goes off in this one i got way more on board Like, you brought it up too. It became very Shimigami Tensei. Like, the whole thing is just that shift is a very Shimigami
1: Tensei thing. That's how they all, all the games begin, you know? And this came out in like 2013, 2014, where that style of Shimigami Tensei, because that was like pre Persona.
0: Oh, yeah. No, this is much more like Shimigami Tensei 3 than it is like any of the Persona games.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: The town is even called Magatama Town or something. Yeah magatama is a huge thing in shimigami tensei Even i don't know whether or not it's intentional but like i definitely noticed that
1: yeah unlike maga mama, which is just a huge thing in general hey. got him jordan's gonna edit that Boom. out because he because <laughs> his mom got listens me. to the podcast ah. uh, oh for the record <laughs> listener i am super jet-lagged i was in switzerland literally this time yesterday so i got up at 5 a.m today probably slept about four hours so this is uh yeah it's been a fun one fun 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 stuff. Uh, and, oh speaking of yeah this series also had an issue where i just couldn't tell what the fuck was going on sometimes like some of the action i felt this writer really wanted to do the like whole show don't tell implied like literally he is trying to apply everything that may look back be a master class but he doesn't quite know how to do everything right so like he skips things that you shouldn't skip he tries to really convey a lot of exposition in organic dialogue which is great that he does that but it makes things confusing because he like never clearly states how is he related to the people he's staying with so like jordan and i like both were kind of like is he biologically related to this girl that has a crush on him or not yeah it is not clear if they are actually biological cousins
0: literally all we know is that he lives with her family and he calls her parents auntie and uncle
1: which i mean there are definitely situations like that where you have an auntie that you're not related to but the series didn't make that clear
0: I'm totally willing and able to believe that, like, oh, he calls uh, his friend's parents aunt auntie and uncle just because they are so close. Yeah. But you got to tell me that because otherwise the implication, the only thing you've given to me is that there is aunt and
1: uncle. you really got to tell us because we could have had Sean uh, Sean Remington from A Man of Contacts on this series if we were doing another incest maker.
0: yeah. I think it's like a Roger Ebert quote where he's like, all you have is the media
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say Roger Ebert just had some opinion on incest themes in manga.
0: (laughs) He might have. I don't know. I don't know every Roger Ebert quote. Oh, yeah. Just... Oh god! I do agree though. Like, um, there are things this guy does that I think are cool. I think the monster designs are pretty cool. That freaky tengu dude is like is really He's really freaky looking. But those first chapters just like just feel very. This is absolutely set up, is what I'm saying. Like, there is no other way to read that. You don't really care about these characters. They're just a means to affect some kind of shocking change. You know it's just
1: boring the art is interesting in that i've never seen an artist so i guess budget their time specifically like a lot of the art is very rough there's not a lot of shading there's not a lot of background but when he needs to try you can very very clearly see what he actually spent his time on in this chapter like when the monsters show up when they have the full spread of the city being destroyed that's where he put all his time and it's just so interesting that there's such a huge delta between when he is and isn't trying in this chapter
0: I will say, um, even the uh drawings he did where he clearly at least did not put as much time into it. They
1: don't look bad. This series is not ugly, it's just it's not very high effort when he's not trying.
0: I would say that it's like um maybe like the second the last draft.
1: Yeah. In a lot of places. He really could have used an assistant, yeah. an R1, I don't know. I don't know how many assistants you get, but yeah.
0: But hey, yeah, when he needed to do it, I mean, maybe it was a situation of like, okay, uh, I'm going to spend all my time on the things that I do want to do. Which, if that's the case, then I respect that, man. If your options are you have a comic that looks mediocre the entire time, or you have a comic that has some pages that don't look that great, and then have some pages that look really good, I totally understand why people would go for the latter, and I actually support that. But the, unfortunately, the result is that the pages you don't spend that much time on don't look as good. Mm-hmm. Also... He's a bull,
1: you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. you mean like a literal bull, not... Um, no, like... All right, I just want to make sure we weren't getting into more weird section. shit. Shut the fuck up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when he goes into, like, demon mode, the Iron Knight or whatever, yeah, he, he looks like a bull, which... Oh, boy. Okay. Um, you know what Guernica is, David?
1: You know I don't know what that is, Jordan.
0: You know, I'm gonna... That's, that's actually my power words, I'll bring it up later.
1: Okay, so... Uh, Anything else you got to say about the first chapter... I like how they, he doesn't fuck around with the romance, even if it may be incestual. At least, like, it gets resolved, and we don't have to deal with, like, these weird <laughs> half-harbored feelings that... I, I, I'm kind of worried that sh- those characters just don't show up again. Like, it writes right, so we'll see.
0: Well, if it's like Shimogami Tensei, then what'll happen is that... No, she'll show up as the, like, representative of the law faction.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I also uh, wanted to... I mentioned this in our chat, but I want to think in general, this also really reminded me a lot of Devil may Cry Crybaby, where this kind of feels like someone living i thought you said devil may cry baby i'm sorry yeah featuring dante from the devil may cry series no
0: again Shimigami tensei yeah
1: there you go oh we should have that as a sticker oh
0: yes yes absolutely a hundred percent yeah
1: and then that was my last little thought is devil may cry baby which great show on netflix people should watch
0: Oh, wait, there is one last thing that I think is important to say, which is that we are already seeing Nazi parallels or social Darwinist parallels. In fact, that has to do with one of my guesses. So why don't we move on to the guesses section?
1: Sounds good to me, friend.
0: David, what is going to happen next in Iron Knight?
1: Alright, so here are my guesses, and I realize I just Forgotten to write one down, is I think we'll never See his dad, the main character gets an Annoying pixie-like sidekick, and The world haphazardly gets fixed at the very end How about you?
0: I also had a guess about his Dad, I think that the main character's Dad will show up, but he's been Transformed somehow Mm -hmm. Like, he will not just be like A human anymore, he'll be Like, um, something else, like he'll Be a monster or something, or maybe An Iron Knight too, I don't know. My second guess Is, the main character was engineered and is not a real human or, you know, something. I don't know. Uh, He mentions one time where he's like, where's my house? Oh my God, I think I remember it, which just felt to me like, is the author setting up some kind of Chekhov's gun here?
1: This is not my beautiful house. This is not my beautiful wife.
0: Like, he'll be like, wait, I can't remember my home. Like, it's almost a stealth symphony thing is what I'm predicting, except no, not that crazy at all.
1: We'll see. We'll see.
0: The last one is the bad guys are going to have Nazi parallels. I already see a couple. Mm -hmm. When the Tengu dude shows up, he starts talking about how, ah, those were inferior humans and we are superior beings and blah, blah, blah. We must destroy the inferior. So, yeah. and, And also, you know, it's I can't read this without knowing it's by the red sprite guy
1: yeah yeah it's pretty apparent yeah
0: but it's also it colors the experience you know for sure all right yeah so david would you read another 10
1: chapters of iron Knight? oh yeah man i almost started reading more yeah. of it after so this one definitely follows me how about you same
0: i'm on board man i like this author i think he's definitely in experience and has room to grow but like I, I like where his mind is you know or at least i like uh he's got talent david yeah
1: I, i'm excited for what he does next and then jordan what's your power word
0: Guernica was a village in Spain that was bombed by the Nazis and the Spanish fascists during World War II. And Pablo Picasso painted one of the most
1: incredible
0: and widely known uh, anti-war paintings of all time called Guernica, featuring
1: front and center a bull. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about.
0: So my power word is Guernica. I like it. Thank you. What about yours?
1: Mine is Ignite.
0: I like the pun. Yep.
1: <laughs> cool, cool.
0: To be clear, because it's probably not
1: you, you probably
0: don't get it, uh, listener. There is a pun there. Just think about it. You'll get it.
1: Mm-hmm. Want to move into questions and answers? Of course. Let me start off. So first of all, we contractually have to answer a question from T Wolfwood every episode as a thank you for him being a level three patron, a king of the forest. And someday we... David
0: will print, will say his whole name.
1: But today is not that day.
0: Today is not that day.
1: But, yeah, so for reference, um, anyone who's a level three patron, we will always answer one of your questions during the QA, you know, within reason, of course. So, his question is What is the story behind the logo of a blonde dude tripping or flopping over a dragon? And I appreciate him noting that he is flopping, because that is our sh- name of our show, Shonen Trip. I thought you were Shonen Fiasco. Rest in peace. Mentally destroyed by Stealth Symphony. <laughs> All right, so, oh shit, we didn't send Tim a list of manga he should check out.
0: Shit, well, I mean, Chainsaw Man, but, you uh, know. That's just us. Whatever. That's implied.
1: Yeah, everyone, everyone, I'm um, listening to this tweet. Tim, no, don't do that. I was gonna say t- tweet to Tim Manga he should listen but only, like, not ironically. So I want yeah. anyone telling him to fucking read Phantom here, okay? Or Build King.
0: Do not tell him to read Build King. We don't want him to hate
1: us. And don't send Jordan Build King fetish porn, okay? We don't want anyone to draw fan art of Jordan being turned into a house, okay? And he's like... <laughs> Shut the fuck up. And it's like some weird fetish shit, okay? Shannon does enough good work as is. We don't need any extra fan art. Also, shout out to Marty for sending us actual Shonen Flaw fan art. That was that was cool.
0: That was cool.
1: Thank yep. you, Marty. So, Jordan, then, why don't you as the actual person who drew the logo, tell us what was your like idea behind it?
0: Here's what I knew about it. There was Shonen, which is an anime and flop's falling down so what's a shonen dragon ball what's in dragon ball a dragon what does he trip over a dragon and he's wearing orange pants like goku and he's got long hair that doesn't look like goku's and that's the story of the logo of shonen
1: flop thank you i like it i like it uh the next question is uh the- I, qu-
0: I kept waiting for you to cut me off and you just never did <laughs>
1: no it's great i thought you were having a great time i took a nap micro nap because i slept four hours today so the next four questions are all from first time question askers so i appreciate it always great to have some fresh faces asking us questions first one is from yaji black what's the quickest you've ever dropped a series and what series was it i think the quickest i ever dropped is actually Zipman. i dropped on like the fifth first sixth chapter when i read it when it first started coming out and then just me thinking about like hey i wonder what happened to that series and i saw it got canceled like 10 chapters later made me um make and flop which actually i think was something we've definitely been asked but i guess that wasn't one of our questions so sorry we're not merging questions today but yeah so jordan uh what about you is there anything you've read recreationally you dropped there's
0: one that's just like
1: bleach right in my face no i read bleach a long time dude yeah
0: i mean the problem is like most of my recreational manga reading was when i was a kid and when you're a kid you'll just kind of
1: read anything for a little while That's okay. Uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Maybe one of these series we're reading in the future.
0: It'll come to me when I'm just kind of sitting around. And if that happens, then Yagi Black, next episode, I will personally shout out to you and tell you what the series is.
1: Sounds good to me. Next question is from Daydreaming Deer. You've been asked to do a TED Talk on any mega you've done on Shonen Flop that isn't a special episode, so you can't talk about Gomez for 20 minutes. What mega would you pick, and what would your topic be? Well, ITELC. What would the topic about ITELC be?
0: Uh, the topic about ITLC would be why it's a great manga and David doesn't know shit. No. The topic would be what ILC says about human morality and the, the, the worth of people who've done bad things.
1: I like that. Mine would be uh, naturally it would be Red Hood. And my topic would be why we need more thick women in manga.
0: No, that was a special episode, David. That I know. Was a I, I know. I just
1: that's not. I actually think I might actually talk about this series because I, again, I think there's you can really dive into. The show don't tell, and talk about this series really knows what the concept is, but it doesn't quite know how to apply the concept and understand what you do and don't have to explicitly tell the audience. Not even Beast Children. Beast Children's just terrible. This this is a series that is applying concepts that it should apply. It's Like everything Look Back does masterfully, this series tries to do, but it doesn't understand why it's not applying those concepts as well. And I think that's a really interesting case, where actually you could compare the two and show different scenes, like look at how the phone calls were handled differently.
0: I agree. Also, fuck it, I would do Tokyo Shinobi Squad, because I love talking about that piece of shit. (laughs) It's your favorite show. (laughs) It sucks so much, but it's hilarious! I I like it for the same reason I've seen Cobra starring Sylvester Stallone like three times.
1: You fucking weirdo. All right. Yeah. Next i don't
0: actually like up
1: like, <laughs> Next question is from Crimson Kennedy 45. Since Nine Dragon Ball Parade recently wrapped up in Shona Jump, will there be an episode on of it in the future? So, as talked about in the Discord, we actually had a poll where it lost to ITLC by I think one or two votes out of 50 something. So it was extremely close. We intentionally haven't covered it because we wanted to make that poll seem like it mattered. Because if we just covered the series a month later, like what's the point? So I'm gonna say we're probably gonna wait at least a good six months after it's been canceled? I do not know anything about this series, but yeah. It's about baseball.
0: It throws you off at the title. You see, you can't just say Nine Dragon Ball in Shonen Jump. Fuck off.
1: I know that name's very confusing, but I will say if you listener want us to cover that series sooner, you are always more than welcome to become a patron and, you know, help encourage us to cover that series either by being a level three patron and suggesting it to us or being a level four and actually using your authority to work with us to pick a series.
0: Like Marty, that's what happened this time.
1: So, yeah, that's the only way I would say in the within a few months or was it probably will be a wait just because we really wanted to space out covering the two series because of the poll. But yeah, that was a great question. The next and final question for today is from T root. That is their actual name. I am not abridging it Mm -hmm. (laughs) and said, if you could turn your favorite candy into some kind of superpower, like in candy flurry, what would the candy be and how would it be used in combat? And I picked this question because I was just in Switzerland, so definitely candy has been on my mind. I don't know anything about candy Flurry. I haven't read it either, but I assume it's just, like, Jordan, it's, like, fighting food on, but it turns into a weapon. So, I think Twix oh. is probably the best form of candy to just make into a weapon.
0: You gotta explain that.
1: Like, you know, you just you just have, like, tw- like Twix, and then you would use them as, like, sticks, like Donatello.
0: I think I would do Twizzlers, because here's the thing, you get a lot of them. They're very flexible, you can do some really interesting things with them. Mm-hmm. Like, I could, I could see somebody pulling out some crazy-ass combos in, like, Mortal Kombat with them.
1: Yeah, I uh, I look forward to covering the series soon. Yeah. <laughs> I also remember I had a coworker so back in the day Twix used to say it was left or right Twix and my coworker would only eat left Twix cuz they were left-handed. <laughs> But speaking of shout-outs to people, uh, why don't we properly move to the shout-outs? So I want to thank you, Jordan, for editing the Chibi episode. You've been doing an awesome job uh, editing that in all of a lot of our Patreon content. And then I want to thank Tucker for assistance with pronunciation change. Actually, wait, no, he didn't help us with this. I'm going to take that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, man. So, and then I want to say, be sure to join the and Flop Discord. Come hang out with us and talk about anime games or whatever else is on your mind. We have a book club and do regular movie nights. We actually uh, just, by the summer listening listening last week did with the anime out of context crew watch black dynamite so that was i hope a lot of fun because we actually haven't done it yet but it did happen so we're in this weird twilight of an event that hasn't occurred but will have occurred by the time you hear this but i'm sure it was a lot of fun so hopefully we'll do it again i also want to say as we've talked about in the show if you are enjoying the show please consider becoming a patron it really helps us pay for our hosting fees and it can help us make more content there's a ton of really cool exclusive stuff like special episodes behind the scenes and even as we discussed getting to help us decide what's your we're going to cover next I also want to give a shout out to T Wolfwood and Gabe for being king of the forest patrons and Marty for being the chainsaw man level patron which as we mentioned that's the reason we are covering the series is because he is a level four patron he helped us pick a series to cover and if you're not ready for a regular commitment like that consider buying some merch you can buy a really awesome king of the build shirt our legendary Gomez shirt or even just a shirt with our logo I was definitely flexing that shirt when I was in Europe have a nice photo of me up in Greece I wore it and a portion of the proceeds go to the artists that designed those shirts. Absolutely. And then uh, no worries, though, if you're not able to make any sort of financial commitment. We really appreciate, though, if you can like and share our episodes or just write us a review on iTunes. It really does help us a ton. And if you want to reach out to us, you can find us at Shonen Flopcast or our website, ShonenFlop.com. Or, you know, just join the Discord where we have a dedicated Q&A channel where you can send us questions and hopefully it'll get answered on the show. That's it. All right, cool. I'm David. Say it. Keep on flopping, floppers.
0: Bye!